Good morning and thanks for joining us uh, for Outlook Online. It's, it's great to have you with us as we look to the third topic in our six-week preaching series, Jesus the Game Changer to the Ends of the Earth. In week one, we, we were reminded of Jesus' last words. Uh, we read them in, in, in Acts uh, chapter 1, verse 8. It says, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. We quoted uh, Alexander McLaren, you might remember, and he said that Jesus uh, shows them, being the disciples, the armour of power in which they are to be clothed before he points them to the battlefield. Make no mistake, uh, when McLaren refers to a battlefield, the mission to be Jesus' witnesses is not a journey that is destined to be smooth sailing. Uh, In fact, Jesus promises quite the opposite. In Luke uh, 10, verse 3, uh, when Jesus is sending the disciples out on mission, he says, Go your way, and behold, I am sending you out like lambs in the midst of wolves. Uh, In John 16, 33, Jesus says, In this world you will have trouble. And then in Ephesians 6, Paul introduces us uh, to the idea that McLaren leans on here, which is the armour of God. Let's, let's read from Ephesians 6 together, uh, Ephesians uh, chapter 6, verse 11 and 12 together. It says, Put on the whole armour of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Persecution and opposition are part uh, of what happens when we share our faith. You don't have to spend uh, a long time on social media uh, and even vaguely share a post about faith to see the kind of potential uh, for opposition and persecution that exists for us today. And this has been the case uh, for all of Christian history. You see, the apostles and the early followers of Jesus, for example, faced some incredible opposition. Uh, In Acts 5, we read uh, stories of the apostles being arrested and then eventually freed, but with the warning that they should stop speaking in Jesus' name, but they don't. Uh, Instead, they keep on teaching uh, and preaching that Jesus is the Christ. We know in Acts 7 uh, that Stephen uh, becomes the first Christian martyred for their faith. And that hasn't stopped ever since. Uh, In parts of Africa, Asia, uh, and the Middle East, people are still facing imprisonment and death uh, for their faith. Open Doors is an organisation who releases uh, what's called a world watch list each year. It tells us where people are being most persecuted for their faith. And it shows us that actually huge portions of believers uh, in the Eastern world face persecution to varying degrees today. You can go to the Open Doors website and you can see a map there. It's really pretty interesting. Uh, The issue of persecution is not history. It's the current reality for many believers. Uh, In our Bible study groups uh, who are doing Jesus the Game Changer, uh, this week we're going to be meeting Hassan John uh, from from Nigeria and Miriam and Marzier from Iran, all of whom have faced persecution for their faith. Uh, Miriam and Marzian were imprisoned uh, for distributing Bibles and Hassan uh, has had his his church building burnt to the ground. He's had suicide bombers approaching his church gatherings. Persecution is real uh, for many believers in the world today. But do we face persecution in the West? Uh, We started off talking about the opposition uh, we experience 
for our faith. Uh, we, we mentioned social media. There are times in life that uh, stretch us, that challenge us, that break us even, uh, or redefine us. But, but is that persecution? Well, probably not. Uh, the persecution that I refer to today is the sister, systematic uh, mistreatment of, of an individual or a group on the grounds of their faith in Jesus. And if you look at the data uh, Open Doors produces, we can see that in Australia uh, or any other Western nation, for, for example, there is not a significant level of widespread systematic persecution. However, that is not to say that those of us who attempt to share the gospel uh, in word and deed here in Australia are not going to face opposition, we're not going to face re resistance, negativity, or even slander. In fact, the Bible assures us that we will uh, and that we should expect it. 2 Corinthians 2 uh, verses 14 to 17 says that to some, our message will be pleasing and to others, it won't be. And Jesus says to his first followers, if the world uh, hates me, keep in mind that it, ha uh, excuse me, if the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. When we find ourselves faced with opposition and challenge uh, because of the gospel, we actually find ourselves with the opportunity to develop something crucial, faith. We're going to watch a sh uh, couple of short clips uh, from Mike Gore, head of Open Doors Australia, who talks a bit about this. Let's watch those clips together. I remember it was a, a 70 or 80 year old Chinese believer from the underground church. And as our time together drew to an end, I simply said to him, brother, can I pray for you? And he says, yeah. I want you to pray persecution never leaves China. I remember I paused and I said, can you, ex can you explain that? He says, well, we look at the Australian church as a prophetic example of what happens when faith becomes free. He says, the value of Jesus drops. I want you to pray persecution never leaves China. You know, I grew up in a comfortable culture and a beautiful country, I think when I meet with, over my time with the persecuted church, they talk to me, you know, the simplicity of the gospel is being able to articulate who Jesus is and what he's done in your life. But when I look at my own life, I feel that the relative safety of culture and the stability of the economic climate that I've grown up in, when I look back, it makes it more and more difficult to see where the hand of Jesus has been, the, the highs and the lows, whereas in the persecuted church, they can speak to you for days, for hours about what Jesus is to them, what he's done in their life, the transformation he brings, why he matters to you. Challenging, isn't it? Mike's discovery is that Christians living under persecution have a deep and real dependence upon Jesus. They fix their eyes on him in their difficult times and they see his hand at work. These short clips show us that the unsung gift of facing opposition and challenge in this life, a deep and real faith in Jesus Christ. But perhaps it's not the issue of challenge and opposition that keeps us from having this deep and real faith in the West. Perhaps it's the fact that we are deluded into thinking that we have control over our lives here. We will all face trouble and we will all face opposition to the gospel. The trouble uh, for those of us who don't face that kind of systematic persecution uh, of those on the world watch list is that we have fooled ourselves. We, we have fooled ourselves into thinking that we have a degree of control over our life and our circumstances. I think the, the current coronavirus crisis is showing us that once, uh, showing us once again that we are, we are wrong to think that we are in control. We feel in control when we are financially secure, but in this season, many people are losing that security. Uh, we feel secure in the medical care that we have available to us, but in this season, 
No one is immune and the treatment options really are fairly minimal. In the good times, we feel invincible. Uh, we feel in total control, but, the sit but a situation like this reminds us that we are not. Uh, and as tough as that is on our society, it's actually fantastic for our faith. When the illusion of control is lost, we are reminded of what, is, what it truly means to have faith in Christ uh, and to lean on his provision for us. Many times in the Gospels, Jesus is given the opportunity to control his circumstances and control his reputation. Yet time and time again, we see Jesus leaning into uh, the difficulty of opposition. In Mark 1, right after Jesus has been baptized and his identity has been affirmed by the Father, uh, the next moment that Mark records for us is in verse 12. It says, At once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness, and he was uh, in the wilderness 40 days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and angels attended to him, it says. Immediately after his identity is affirmed, Jesus is tested. From Matthew's Gospel in Matthew 4, 1 through 11, we, we gain more insight into how and what Jesus was tempted with. Immediacy, legitimacy, and glory. Jesus is presented with the opportunity to control his circumstances, to control his reputation, uh, to control his future, and he doesn't. Open Doors says this uh, on their website. It says, The common thread is that persecution exists where the gospel is being shared. For that very reason, Open Doors doesn't exist to stop persecution, but to help the local church continue to follow Jesus no matter the cost. This is a statement that realises the inevitability of opposition. No matter where the gospel goes, opposition and persecution will always be part of its journey. The question is, will we be faithful with the message and have faith in God's presence? A well-known pastor from Africa once was once sharing a story of a very challenging time in, in his family, and he was asked uh, how, how, how he was asked how he deals with with the difficult situations uh, in this life. And to this he responded, "I don't ask the question why is this happening, but rather where is God?" And the good news tells me that God is with us in whatever the circumstances. The question of why, why is this happening, is about control. It's about uh, desire to know, to understand. Whereas the question of, of where is God is a question of faith. It's a question that led Peter to get out of the boat. Uh, it's a question that led Cornelius in Acts 10, 10 to 16, where we, where we see the gospel go to the Gentiles. And it's the question that led Paul and his co-workers uh, to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. And so ask yourself this. Which question are you asking uh, in this season of COVID-19? Are you asking, is this happening? Why is this happening to me? Or are you asking, where is God in this? Once we start to ask the second question, we'll start seeing opportunity uh, to share the love of Jesus in word and deed to those around us. Where is God at work in your neighborhood or in your workplace or family? That's where you should be too. Let's pray together. Lord, we give you thanks that uh, you don't, well, you promised us, Lord, that we would have uh, opposition. We would face challenges. Uh, we would face persecution. Lord, we recognize that in the West, we don't face systematic persecution. We do thank you for that, Lord. It's only your grace that saves us from that. 
But we think of our brothers and sisters uh, overseas, particularly in the Eastern world, who are facing persecution every day. Lord, who face death for your name and yet for your gospel, Lord, that they, despite that, they share your gospel anyway. God, they so know the love of the Lord Jesus Christ that they have to share it with those around them. They are compelled to do so. Father, we give you thanks that uh, even in that persecution, they uh, experience uh, something special, something of a deeper faith. Father, we recognize that in our world, we are so comfortable uh, that we can be deluded into thinking that we have control. But God, we are reminded today through what we've read in scripture and through the stories we hear of our brothers and sisters overseas, uh, we're reminded, and even Lord, through the coronavirus that we face, we are reminded that we are not in control, but you are in control. Father, help us to lean into you. Help us to lean into having faith in you and and lean into your provision. God, help us to uh, go out and share the gospel uh, unwaveringly, Lord, unafraid of any persecution or any opposition we might face. Might we glorify you. Father, might we honour you. Might we stand for you even in times of opposition, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.